holidays are just expensive as fuck and no Mm -hmm. one's trying to enter the new year in debt. When it comes to budgeting, one thing is how to budget money on what you're wearing. You don't need to feel the pressure that you need something completely new for every single event. So kind of just being able to work and shop your own closet and rewear the items you have in different ways, I think can help a lot. One thing I've been asking myself, like if I wanna buy a new thing, if I cannot think of three ways to style it with items I already have, then I'm not gonna get it. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. We're so glad you're here. It's Rayanne. <laughs> and Christina. Oh my gosh. How are you doing? How are you doing? Okay. I feel like I have been talking so much about like, I love New York, the energy, like it is like sunshine, it is rainbows, which it has been in some regard. It's been so amazing. But now the realities of like the non-glamorous side of this process are hitting me like a fucking freight train. Like I messed up the dates on this sublease because if you guys are, I'm sorry if you're sick of me hearing this, but I basically planned to sublease places for two months before I decided to sign a long-term lease because that's what I regret doing before I moved to California. Cause I think I just want to get a lay of the land before I commit, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the long term, I think this is still the right decision. I'm glad I did it. But in the short term, I'm feeling so unsettled and it is like weighing on me. I don't know when I thought like after coming back from Europe this summer, I was like, oh, I could totally like live a nomadic lifestyle. Absolutely not. Not for me. Nope. <laughs> no, there's no fucking way. I like to have my space. Like I miss having my own space. I miss having all of my clothes because I only brought certain clothes. And I'm like, oh, I want to style like this really sick outfit and really wear this. And then I'm like, wait, I don't have those shoes. I don't have that jacket. And then this is so first world problems, you guys. And I know this, but I'm like, was so excited to get to New York and be creative and create content for you and like really do fashion stuff, which I love. And then I don't want to spend a ton of money on stuff because I know I'm going back in January to get it. So I'm like in this weird limbo with like my creativity and that stuff. And then... I messed up the dates of my sublease and I have to be out five days earlier than I thought. And I don't have a place lined up until that stresses me out. I don't know what I was thinking. You're normally so organized with stuff like that. I have been so unorganized, Christina, like my brain, I was talking on stories about this and someone told me it was like decision fatigue or like Mm. decision paralysis. I have so many moving pieces that I just, I can't, I don't know what is happening. Like I cannot keep up. And I'm like, it is just a really wild time of transition right now in my life. And yeah, I just messed up the dates and I have to be out five days early. And my next sublease doesn't start until the first. So I have to find another place to stay. I don't really want to just stay in a hotel because 
New York hotels are so expensive, guys. It's wild. So I want to try and find They're like so hot- expensive. <laughs> it's crazy. And so I want to try and find like another short-term sublease through these Facebooks I'm in, which I can do, but it just takes a lot of time, like messaging people back and forth, looking through these posts. And so I'm just feeling really overwhelmed and really unsettled. And I am just, I know it's going to be like this probably until like, beginning of February (laughs) so I am just trying to like do my best to stay calm but I have learned through this I really love to have my space where I can like decompress and have my stuff and like be organized because I just feel like I can't do that right now and it's driving me crazy and it's kind of trickling into like work and other aspects of life where I'm just feeling like very unsettled is the best way I can put it Look, I know this is all really frustrating, but it is a short season. I feel like right now being like, okay, November to February sounds awful, especially because it's such a busy time of year, but just know that it's only like a couple months and you'll get through it. And also just think about like what a good learning experience it was because you really were saying how you wanted to live the nomadic lifestyle. Imagine if you let go of your apartment, put everything in storage and then realized all this, you would have been like having a real nervous breakdown. You know what I mean? So I think that blessing in disguise in a way, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes we do have to learn things like the hard way, but it could have been worse in a sense. You know what I mean? And totally. Yeah. So yeah. So you'll get through it, but that is the non and, and again, I'm so thankful and so excited for this. And I, I feel like obviously you know, I'm like, oh my God, I feel bad for feeling this way. But, you know, moving is just stressful no matter what you're doing in your life. And 100%. I feel like we're all just like trying to figure out where we want to be and what we want to be doing. And it can be stressful. So I'm just in that season and I'm just trying to be like, you know what? I just have to accept it. I don't have to control of this right now. It is what it is. And just enjoy it as much as I can without going crazy. Cause I love to be organized. I love to know my, I love to be like, have all my ducks in a row and I need to give that up a little bit here. It let go. This is good for This is a good that practice good. to be less of a control freak. That is really good. Actually. I like that yeah. for you. Thank you. Um, well, I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown. How are you, Christina? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Honestly, I've had like one of those weeks that was just like the most jam packed fun weeks. And I feel like that's how it's going to be for me until sometimes I feel like for the rest of my life, because I'm about to have another baby, <laughs> but at least through the holidays, you know? Yeah. Um. So I had so much fun. I went to the Lizzo concert, which was awesome. It looked so good. It was so good. It wasn't even just a concert. Like it was a full blown, like mo- motivational movement. Like I felt like it, she was like my Tony Robbins or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she was just so empowering. Like the entire time I was in awe of her, not only as a musician and a performer, but just like as a woman in general, I'm like, she was so empowering. I was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, I did that. And then like I had this like really fun event with Revolve where we went to the Porsche Experience racetrack, which was super cool. So like and then I had this like really awesome photo shoot with like a bunch of other content creators. And it just reminded me because I feel like sometimes I can be it's weird because I love being around people and I do try to plan a lot and do a lot of things. But it is easy, especially when you work for yourself to be at home a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to like push yourself to get out. 
And I feel like it just being around other creators and going to these events like re-inspired me a little bit. And I just remember like how much I love collaborating with people. So it just felt really, really exciting. Yeah, you were out and about on the town. I was like, I am so impressed. I'm exhausted. Night one, Lizzo. Night two, (laughs) event. I was like, oh my God. It was like full glam both nights. I was like, get it, girl. I'm trying. But you know what? Then then it's very humbling the next day. (laughs) I've been humbled as well, but it's okay. You have to be able to to, to do both, you know? But honestly, I guess what I am really obsessed with is just Lizzo. Like, I just can't get over it. Like, she looked so incredible. I just wish... I'm so excited for this younger generation to have someone like her to look up to mm. and to like grow up with role models like that because we did not have that. No, there was no one. No one. I'm like, this bitch is in a full mesh jumpsuit with glitter sequins and is just like preaching and like, oh, she was just so empowering. Sorry, I'm like on a high from it still. I love no, that. And it, I just love rem- that. it just reminded me like how much someone's like positive vibes I guess can be such an influence in your life you know mm-hmm. I'm sure does she like weave in like I'm sure she does I've never been to a Lizzo concert I love Lizzo but it's like you said it wasn't just a concert she like weaves in just those messages of like empowerment right and confidence yes exactly the entire time like throughout like every song or in between the songs yeah actually you know what was really cool about it the concert that I went to was filmed for TV. So also Missy Elliott was there and Cardi B were, were there as well. But you'll actually be able to see the entire performance. Oh my God, cool. I don't know you when. <laughs> Honestly, at this one, I'm like, should Lizzo's PR team hire me actually? Um, yeah. But if I find out when it's going to be live, I will let you guys know because I think it was that motivational and that fun that you would get something out of it too, besides just enjoying the music. I love that. I'm jealous. I feel like everyone's going to, I was like sitting at home the other night and I was like, everyone's at concerts. Like, and it just was reminding me, I didn't go to Harry Styles because when he was in New York, I was in LA and then I went to New York and then he went to LA and I didn't get tickets. And then I didn't get Taylor Swift tickets. And then I didn't get Adele tickets. And my whole like TikTok algorithm was like Harry Styles, Taylor Swift and Adele. Mm. And I was like, Damn it. I, in 2023, I'm going to be the girl that gets tickets to concerts. I'm going to get the freaking pre-sale. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be organized so I can get these tickets because okay, but you I don't know, know what's what? happening. I dropped the ball. I don't know. I, part of me feels like I don't buy into that hype. Like I, when I got very lucky with the Lizzo tickets, but you're really good at getting last minute concert tickets. You just maybe have not been in the right time or place, but the whole Taylor yeah, Swift debacle- Way too much money for last minute tickets. I guess that's true. Um, the Taylor Swift debacle was wild. That is wild. That that to me, that whole scenario, I was like, wow, like, am I just like really not a good fan of anyone? That's thing I kept thinking because I just, as much as I love musicians and I love going to concerts, I just cannot relate to the hysteria or fandom of people who like are are waiting hours and hours to get tickets and then being so devastated. Like one of my good friends, I've literally been tagged in like a hundred posts from her. Like her, she's like been waiting for two days, was trying to get the presale tickets and then didn't get them like thousands of other people. And then, so she's been like tagging me in giveaways and stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel she's really, really distraught and really upset about it. And oh, I, I just can't relate sad. to that fandom, you know? I'm not like losing my mind, but I do feel like it's so hard now to like 
Like, like, why do we have to plan so far in advance for these things? It's just crazy. I'm like, I know. Wild. Wait, did I tell you what I asked for Steve for my birthday? No, what? My birthday is not until April, by the way. I know. It's like, oh, do you mean Christmas? No, my birthday. Um, well, I told him that for my birthday, I want him to get me Celine Dion tickets because oh, yeah. Celine Dion is like my ultimate icon. Like I'm obsessed with her. And I, I want him to get me tickets for her Copenhagen show or for her Stockholm show. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, look, I came up with this grand plan. My parents have no idea about it, but they're involved. I was like, this is gonna be perfect. I'm gonna go to New York Fashion Week in September, then leave my kids with my parents and go for like a long weekend or whatever overseas with Steve like a fun city we've never been to and to see Celine Dion I think you guys should go to Copenhagen I know if it works out with dates but she's doing a full European world or I think a full world tour and I think that whole like month she'll be in Europe in northern Europe so like there's so many different cities that it'll be great yeah honestly I think that's a really good plan you should do that I think it's amazing so you should do that okay I'm on board casually remind Steve you know yeah, I will. And also it's tripping out that he said, I'm going to leave my kids because it's like weird. <laughs> like I know the baby is coming, but like, no. it is just wild to me that there's going to be another human being. It's just so crazy. It's wild to you. I have, I felt <laughs> terrible for this poor kid. I literally have nothing for them. Like I, I'm just like, part of me is like, oh, well you have all the stuff from Nicholas. And I'm like, no, you don't have the stuff. Like you need to get things organized, but whatever. Honestly, I'm not worrying about that until January. It's fine. Yeah, worry about that in January. Worry. You got 30 days. Hopefully, hopefully. The baby the, doesn't come early. The baby does not come early. Otherwise, you'll be in a time crunch. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, one thing I've been obsessing over is, so as I said, I was like, oh, I don't want to buy another a bunch of stuff, whatever. But I do need to get some like warmer clothes, I've realized, because I've been in LA for the last five years. And before that, I was in college and like didn't have nice like warm clothes that I've, I've held on to mm-hmm. so I have been wanting to like get some warmer stuff because New it's York, getting cold Denver, okay yeah. like I need some stuff I am I have shopped so much but I've kept next to nothing because Why? things do not fit things like I don't know if I've become more picky or whatever but like even it's just so crazy the, also the things I really want are in my size like the, I wanted these amazing like velvet boots to go up to size 10 all the shoes I like or go up to size 10 can't get them I got these like little ankle booties they are so tight on my ankles mm. it was actually comical it, it was it was it was not cute in the slightest just like nothing is fitting and I'm like I want cute stuff but I don't know what is going on I cannot I'm really struggling to find stuff that fits right now and yeah, I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of like going to just take a break. I'm like, I give up. I need to take a break. <laughs> well, I feel like you do have really cute stuff anyways. And I think, gosh, I wish you well, could. thank you. Yeah, I think you'll be okay. But that is such a frustrating feeling. I kind of feel like that in a way too, but for different reasons, obviously. Like, Yeah, well, you're pregnant, yeah. so I can't even imagine. But like, I'm like, oh, I have this holiday event coming up where I want to get like a nice dress or whatever. Everything I like doesn't come in my size is where I'm struggling at the moment. And I'm like, I thought we were getting better, huh? I know, so, it's so frustrating. If you're shopping for holiday stuff, we feel you. Christina, especially, I can't imagine. Honestly, at this point, are you even are you even shopping? Are you just 
No. Waiting till January. I'm honestly not shopping that much, except <clears throat> I am going to New York. So I need to get clothes for that. And I have like a, an event in New York that I need like a really cute outfit for. And then I have one of my friend's wedding. So like, I do need some stuff, but I'm not going crazy. And it, it is a little sad to me because I love creating content this time of year, mm -hmm. but it's not worth the stress for me trying to figure out like what to wear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, things like just don't fit my stomach, but I have been loving jumpsuits, which we'll get into because Let's get into this episode because I feel like this yeah. falls in line with everything. So obviously it's pretty much December, baby, which is nuts. The last it's the of the most wonderful, wonderful time of the, of the year. year. Damn, I brought you wow. down again. You see, I think I started off good and then you came in and I you threw me off. I brought too. you down again. I just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could tell me. Like, I sounded good at first, didn't I? You did, you did. But at least I'm aware enough. To know. Oh my god! But for, I'm not feel free next time. Be like, Christina, this is a solo performance, okay? No, I did want you to go join in. You were picking up what I was. Well, oh it is the most wonderful time of the year, but it also can be a very stressful time of year for many, many reasons. So today we figured we will take you through kind of like your winter holiday survival guide, right, Ray? Yeah. Like the things like what we were just talking about, like, okay, oh, I have this event I want an outfit for. That could be like an area of frustration. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't find this. So we're going to share for, for some of our like outfit recipes, some ideas that maybe you already have in your closet. We know sometimes you're like, oh, I want to do this like, fun holiday stuff with my friends, but I don't really know what. We're going to share some holiday activities. We're also going to um, talk about budgeting because obviously the holidays mm -hmm. can be a little bit stressful financially. So we don't want anyone breaking the bank trying to have like a good holiday season. Um, so we're gonna yep. get into that. And then also how to stay mentally stable and physically <laughs> like feeling good while there's so many events and travel going on. Yeah. So let's like, let's start with the fashion because that's where I was just complaining about because I do think sometimes dressing for these things you want, you have, you know, maybe work holiday parties or things with your friends that you want to have a cute outfit for. And sometimes it's like, I don't even know what to wear or where to begin. So we're going to share some of our favorite little outfit recipes. We did this in another podcast for like fall fashion and some of our favorite like pieces that we're looking at to maybe inspire you or help you find that outfit for your holiday events so again one of my favorite things right now is like a mini dress or a skirt okay with tights obviously to stay warm i've been loving the polka dot ones from sheer text i feel like you can get the classic ones too but there's something festive about polka dots knee-high boots and then throw on like a statement jacket like a colorful jacket a statement jacket that is like a no-brainer outfit for some sort of holiday. I feel like the tights kind of dress it up, heeled boots and a long jacket. Boom. Definitely. I also think like another really good and easy outfit recipe is like a great pair of fitting pants or a great pair of jeans that you already have in your closet. Something that you know that you love with a really fun festive top. Because mm -hmm. sometimes like you're not getting invited to events where you need to wear a full sequin dress or like something super extra. But adding in that element of maybe like a feather top or like 
a sequin top or a velvet top, something that, or like, oh, I just saw this like sick velvet, like rouge bustier. I'm like, that with just a pair of jeans and a gorgeous pump, some statement earrings is so easy. And honestly, that you can find something in every single budget too. Cause like Amazon has cute ones. If you want to spend more money, you can definitely find higher price point items as well. But that is such a good, easy, like no brainer look as well. And then again, you can wear like a festive coat or just like, even like you're just a really chic black waistcoat mm -hmm. would just be so great with that. Cause if you're taking it off when you go to the party anyways, it's fine. Yeah. No, but you definitely can wear jeans and just dress it up with a top. I love that. And then you already have jeans in your wardrobe. Exactly. So you don't have to buy something new. Okay. One trend that I've been seeing that I've been loving, and this is like a more adventurous, is like sheer dresses or jumpsuits that have, that you can kind of see your underwear under, like you wear like a black lace bra or black lace underwear and you can see it through the dress or you could even do white. I saw like Mango has one that's like a white sheer dress. I just think that looks so cool. Now, I wouldn't wear this to like a work your party. office holiday party. <laughs> like, hello, boss. Here I am in my lingerie. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're doing something like with your friends or you have a holiday party with friends or a dinner or something, I think that is like a daring look. And I just want to see more curvy girls rocking this trend. So that's definitely more daring, but something fun if you're feeling adventurous this Christmas. Definitely. And if you think about it, you don't need to do a lace like bra or underwear set you can do something that has more coverage as far mm -hmm. as like your bra and underwear so it almost feels like a bikini underneath yeah. like a mesh or lace outfit I love that style too I think it's so fabulous and cool something else I love too and this is what I've really been leaning into lately is just jumpsuits like I just love jumpsuits I think they're such a cool alternative to a dress sometimes too I feel like less people wear them I feel like the way they like normally hug your waist is just very, very flattering. And it's just easy to have one piece. Like as much as I love like mini skirts or like a, a top and jeans, being able to just focus on one item and styling that up is a little bit easier, I think, than having multiple pieces. And with jumpsuits, you can do it in any single fabric or trend. And again, like dress it up with like a good hairdo, statement earring. And it's so fun for me as someone who's pregnant and is struggling to find clothes that fit. A stretchy jumpsuit has been a lifesaver, has been such a lifesaver, honestly. It's just chic and easy. Chic and easy. Like it's, it's just, you don't have to think about it. It's just one set. And because it's one set, one piece, it just automatically, I think, looks chic and put together. So if you're overwhelmed, jumpsuit, definitely way to go. And then I think like, just look for pieces that have like feathers, sequins, velvet that make it, I feel like those elements automatically make it feel a little more festive and a little bit more like Christmassy because it is fun to kind of switch it up this time of year and wear something a little bit more over the top like the, right now we can embrace the sparkle and the feathers and all this stuff because definitely it's just fun and also I think we can embrace the color too like don't get me wrong I love a good black look and I love a good white or whatever but when I'm looking at holidays like I love like a dark green or like a red or a maroon or a purple or a bright pink, like something that just is really festive and stands out and lets everyone know, like, bitch, I'm here to party. 
I'm here to party. Mm-hmm. I'm eight months pregnant, but like I am here to rage to Lizzo in a mm-hmm. fabulous, mm-hmm. sparkly. The outfit you wore to Lizzo is literally the perfect outfit. Yeah. It was a sparkly black jumpsuit with a fur coat and black booties. It was a sparkly so black good. velvet jumpsuit with, yeah, exactly. Oh literally. You literally incorporated every holiday aspect <laughs> I did. in one outfit. And dude, it was like straight stretch. I was like, this is the most comfortable outfit I've ever worn in my entire life. I'm a fucking genius. Like it was so comfortable. The only thing I will say is that the jacket definitely shed it a little bit. Like that's the only thing with like feathers you have to be a little bit aware about. At one point I was mm. like, what am I choking on? Like, what am I choking on? Um, so that's just a disclaimer, but it's fine. It was worth it. I'm wearing that jacket again. As as you should. That would look good with jeans and like a little top too. Definitely. Spice it up. Yeah, exactly. And okay, that gets into like one thing that I think is really, really important about is handling budgeting issues during the holidays because first of all, holidays are just expensive as fuck and no mm-hmm. one's trying to enter the new year in debt. Okay, like that is no. not a good way to enter 2023 or ever. And I think that like when it comes to budgeting and trying to focus on that, one thing is how to budget money on what you're wearing, right? Because if you are going to like a bunch of events, you don't need to feel the pressure that you need something completely new for every single event. Like for instance, like this jacket, it was definitely a statement jacket, but I can wear it a couple different ways and wear it over and over again, like pretty much all holiday season. And that's okay. Like I don't feel the pressure to have to get something new for every single event or like even these shoes. Like I have that pair like silver sequin shoes that I bought last year, which those were expensive, but there's like a million knockoffs and other versions you can get right now. But you don't need to have a new pair of shoes for every single outfit. So kind of just being able to work and shop your own closet and rewear the items you have in different ways, I think can help a lot if you're concerned about budgeting for events. One thing I've been doing recently because I've found myself really... I love to have like, oh, I need something new for every event. And I'm like, no, you don't. That is so stupid. So I need to tell myself that I definitely get caught up in that. The one thing I've been asking myself, like if I want to buy a new thing, if I can't think of automatically three ways to style it with items already in my closet without having to get something else, then I'll get it. It's just keeping me in check. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I love this top, but like I could wear it this way, but then, oh, I could also wear it with like, like a leather pant, but then I need to buy a leather pant. Like I wouldn't, then I'm like, no, cause then it's just like a never ending cycle of like mm-hmm. wanting to get more. So that's one thing that's been helping me. If I cannot think of three ways to style it with items I already have, then I'm not going to get it. And I think too, like you said, the jacket, you wore it that one, one night to the concert. If you have another holiday party, you can dress it up with jeans and like statement earrings and a pair of pumps and have a completely different look using one of those same pieces. Absolutely. Um, Another thing that I think people really struggle with budgeting is gifting. And I think this can be really, really stressful. And it's like, okay, if you're on a budget, like, but you want to gift people and like, there is pressure to gift either your friends or your family, significant others, whatever it is, like, how do you handle that? So one, I think a really good way to do it is maybe like, just be like, Hey, why don't we set a spending, spending limit, whether it's your family Or your friends be like, let's just like spend 50 bucks, no more than that. You know what I mean? I think something like that where you're both on board because no one wants to break the bank. And if you're both feel like, okay, well, we have this set amount, then one, you can get creative. And two, then you don't feel guilty that someone's spending a lot more money than you. 
Yeah. One thing my family has done is the last few years is we draw names. We like mm-hmm. put names in a hat because there was a time where we were buying like, oh, we've got to get, we were buying everybody. Everyone was buying everyone gifts Same. and it's like just kind of stressful and like, it just is like a lot. So we recently started doing where you just draw names out of a hat and you just get one gift. You have a $50 limit, one gift for one person is I think a great idea. And then also you could even do, I know we call it a white elephant, but you don't have to do like gag gifts, but that's a fun thing. Everyone gets a gift under $50. You put them in the pile and then you make like a game out of it. And then it's like a fun bonding experience too, without the pressure of buying everybody gifts when it comes to like those big family gatherings. Absolutely. Another thing I was on that hash trip with like a bunch of pregnant women earlier in the year. And like one of the girls, we were talking about gifting and how like, so it was like someone's love language. And she was saying that like, she loves gifting and she wants to receive gifts, but like her husband or her partner, like wasn't that good of a gifter. So she literally has a note that they're on, on her phone of all like a rotating list of gifts that she wants that she continues to add to it. And I was like, wait, this is like, I I was like, this is genius, but also a lot. I was like, but like, how do you handle it? And she's like, what I do is I break it down into categories, experiences, low budget, higher (laughs) tier. And I was like, wow, this bitch is crazy (laughs) and amazing. I'm obsessed with her. But I think it's like, it was really cute and creative because I think that if there is something that you want, or if you want to be able to like, let's say like gift your partner something and you have no idea what they want, ask them to create a list of like a couple different things as well. And that way, if you have different tiers, then you know that like, if something is more on the affordable side, that's fine. Like that's something they still want anyways. And you don't have to like have this pressure to get them like a really big expensive gift. Unless you're Steve. Yeah. Unless you're Steve. I was going to say (laughs) all budgeting rules do not apply to Steve. (laughs) He's good. Don't let him listen to this episode. He'll be like, Christina, you said. I'd be like, I want one from each category, bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Poor Steve. No, I I'm hope kidding. people know we're joking. I'm joking. <laughs> we're joking. Okay. So, anyway, just we don't want anyone to go into the new year feeling overwhelmed with money. And I think, too, sometimes it's okay to say no to things. Like, definitely. I, if you're home and going to a lot of dinners or going to a lot of things, like, there's no shame in saying, no, I'm like, I'm good. Like, I think that's also totally okay. And sometimes you just need permission to do that, to save that money on three, four cocktails, whatever it is, because ooh, that adds up quick. Dude, it really adds up quickly. Sometimes I think about how much money Steve and I save from not being a couple that drinks together. No, you, I am sure Steve has saved you hundreds of that. No, thousands of dollars. Thousands, definitely. I went out so... Well, we'll get into like this when we get to the wellness stuff, but I went out recently and my friends drank and I didn't because I just chose not to drink at that meal. My bill was tiny. I was like, this place is a bargain. I was like, oh, this rocks. So you could even still go and just choose not to drink and just get food, Mm -hmm. whatever. There are little tiny hacks that you can implement to save and it does add up. But I was like, oh, this is great. We should come back here. My bill was like a quarter of what everybody else's was. It was awesome. And I didn't feel hungover the next day. Perfect. Love that for you. Perfect. Another thing I feel like I always like to plan out some holiday activities because I am kind of cheesy. And if you don't plan them, I feel like things just get away from you. And the next thing you know, it's like Christmas and it's over. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done that. Like, that's cute. Like, that's fun. So now we're going to share some of our 
holiday activity ideas just to get, you know, your wheels turning on some things you can do with like your friends or your family because it will be gone before we know it. And I do think these, I'm, I'm so cheesy. I'm sorry, but this time of year is the time to cheese it up. We need to do the, the, the silly holiday activities because you'll remember them and it's really fun. But sometimes you're like, what do I do? Or if you don't plan it in advance, it's kind of too late. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite things to do, which I did find something in New York to do this. So when I lived in the suburbs, I loved to drive around and look at Christmas lights with like a mug of hot chocolate, put some Baileys in there if you're feeling so inclined listening to Christmas music. It's just so fun. Like it's just cozy. You can even walk around if you live somewhere. Wait, like I love, did you just tell people to drive around the suburbs with Bailey's? Oh no, 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 (laughs) not. Well, yeah, I did. Well, you got to get a designated driver. I was thinking I'm always the passenger princess. I'm never driving. If you're driving hot chocolate only. (laughs) And I actually found a New York. I'm I'm dying to to know what is it? It's a bus tour. Oh, okay, okay. Bus. You go on like it's like fifty dollars for the tickets, and it's like a two-hour bus tour through this like neighborhood, and I don't even know where. And you look at all the Christmas lights, and they like play Christmas music and have like drinks on this bus. I'm like, I don't know why, but that sounds really fun. Wait. I was trying to get my friends to do it, and they were like, I don't know. Wait, no, that is fun. But you, what you should do is you should go to Diker Heights. Maybe that sounds familiar. Maybe that's where it is. So Diker Heights is this neighborhood in Brooklyn and there's like this one or two, mostly this like one street where all the houses get so insanely decorated. And I feel like pretty much in every city, every town, you can find a neighborhood like this. But Diker Heights is a place that we always used to grow growing up in Brooklyn to see all the the decorations. And I bet you that's where it is because a lot of people go there. And I was like, well, I can't believe people are going to like where we grew up going at home in LA. You can do that too. Drive around. Like Heights. A, yeah. <laughs> I just looked it up. It is. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so cute. And then like in LA, there's a, a bunch of different places. And there's even like, if you're in Marina Del Rey or Newport, you can do boat tours to see like all the different boats that people have decorated or walk around the Marina. And that's really fun too. Oh my God. I never heard of that. I did not know they did that in California. Yeah. They have like Christmas boat parades. I feel like just being aware of like what's going on in your city as well. But I love cheesing it up and going to see Christmas lights. I know it's so magical. Another fun thing is going ice skating, which honestly is terrifying and painful. Are you sometimes. a good ice skater? Do you think I can't even walk? <laughs> Do you think I'd be a good ice skater? Do you think I would? <laughs> I, I just actually, wanted to hear your answer. <laughs> I wouldn't be terrible if there was no one else around, but there's always like kids around, like scary. <laughs> yeah, they're flying by. And I don't, I, Steve and I, we always go ice skating every single season, but we're always like the biggest people on the ice. And it's just like a big fall. You know what I mean? Well, I think your guys are just like the biggest people in general. In general. But yes, definitely yeah. on the ice when you're around kids and stuff. For yeah. sure. <laughs> but I still love going ice skating. It's, I think it's so fun. And I think it's amazing to do like every single season. Yes. And then after you go skating, find a Christmas theme bar there in like every city and just go have like a little Christmas theme cocktail after your ice skating to warm up. I think that's so cute. sounds like such a fun night. Another thing my family did last year, which we got so into was on Christmas day we did, because sometimes I think when you're with your family, you kind of just like sit around and like Mm -hmm. eat and like sometimes like, I don't know, it's good to have activities. So we did a gingerbread house making contest and we got so into it and it was so fun. And we even like printed out scorecards 
and rated everyone that you went around and like rated everyone's house and the winner got like a little prize um so it's fun no i didn't freaking win i was really annoyed i went the traditional route and i don't think people appreciated the traditional but i had a very you know very intricate detailing but people went for the more non-traditional kind of over the top houses got it i'm a classic sort of girl so you would have gotten my vote thank you Mm -hmm. thank you christina along with that because i think that is so cute i think it's really fun you could either have your friends over and kind of do maybe like invite them over to like help decorate your tree and but really make it like a wine and charcuterie night with your favorite holiday in the movie in the background. You can do like a Christmas themed game night, but just like having your friends over and hosting something at your place is so fun. And it doesn't need to be a huge party or a group of people. You can keep it small and intimate, just doing festive things. Like I love being able to have some friends over. So either the gingerbread contest, helping decorate the tree, even if it's just watching home alone with some wine and that's it. I love that. Okay, you could even do a little photo shoot with your friends. I feel like it's such a good excuse to get dressed up. And I don't know if you're like me and Christina, but I love taking photos, obviously, and having those memories. And it's just it's just fun and a fun thing to do. Obviously, some friends may need some persuading. But if you have your friends who are also into that, I think that's a really fun idea to go to like a Christmas tree lot or go somewhere and take some like cute holiday photos. Definitely. Because we we embrace the the gram. Okay. Yeah. Everyone wants like cute photos. Let's be real. Even if you're, whether you're an influencer or not, everyone wants yeah. cute photos. So if you're the friend in your group who likes taking photos and likes organizing these things, it doesn't have to be anything super extravagant. Pick a little theme, picks like some color inspiration for people and just choose a place. Be like, let's go hang out for the afternoon and we'll take some photos and then go out to eat afterwards or like go to a bar or whatever. Yeah, always eat after. I always like to have like, let's do this and then go get lunch. Yeah, exactly. Or dinner. Okay, well, obviously we just listed off a bunch of things and there are just a lot of things going on right now. Like it's it feels between now and the end of the year, just turbo. It is thing after thing after thing. So I think sometimes it is easy to forget your mental health or like your wellness habits that you implement in your normal daily life. So we're going to share some of our tips on how to stay up on your wellness routine and feeling good. So at the end of this, you're not like, oh my gosh, what did I just do for the last month? So one thing I always, I know everyone's different, but I always go back to Colorado for Christmas. And my big tip is to stay active. So I will do like intro offers. A lot of gyms do intro offers or like holiday specials where you can do like a week at this Pilates studio for like a super discounted rate. Or if you haven't signed up for class pass yet, I think you, I would have to check, but at one point you would get your first week free. So you don't have to like commit to a gym or anything, but then you're still getting out of the house, which might be good too, to get, have a little break from your family, go move, be active, move your body. With that being said, you could also get your family involved. So they're not like, what are you doing? Like, this is the time to spend time together. My mom and I have been going to classes together. Like the other day we went to a cycling class and then we had brunch after, and it was such a fun little bonding thing, but we still felt good because we moved our bodies and got a good workout in and got to hang out together. You know what? I love that so much. I was trying, my mom and I will always go for walks together when I'm home, but 
I was trying to get her to go to a Pilates class and I did sign us up for like an intro class. And then she's like, I don't want to go. And I kind of wish I like pushed her a little bit more. So next time I'm home, I'm going to have to do that because I do think it's like such a nice thing. And then it helps like your parents or whoever in your town, your siblings, whoever get into like a different routine as well. Definitely. Another thing I've been doing, which I kind of touched on was I look ahead at my calendar for the week and I'm like, okay, I've got this work event. I've got this dinner. I've got this thing with my friends, all these things. And I choose which one, one or two that I'm going to drink alcohol at because I noticed that if I didn't do that, I was like, oh my gosh, I've drank five nights this week. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like crap. And then I will maybe feel like a little bit hungover. And then I'm just not, I just don't feel good. Bottom line. So I'll pick one or two events that I'm going to drink at. And I don't know if it's like a psychological thing, but just knowing that like, oh, this one event, I'm just drinking mocktails or whatever. Just having that plan makes it so much easier because I think sometimes too, I'm like, oh yeah, like have a cocktail, have a cocktail. And then you're not thinking like, wait, I have four other events this week where there's going to be cocktails. Do I really want to be drinking every single night of the week? So you're going to have a clearer head. You're not going to be hung over every single day. And I just think overall, it makes you feel so much better when you're not drinking five nights in a row with all these events. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that this is such a busy time of year, but especially when you're with your family, like just, you know, you got to like lean into that back home baller mentality. Yes. Lean into the back home baller mentality and to take this time and like actually rest up. Don't feel the pressure to have to go to everything, to have to do everything. You don't. And even honestly, that is like, maybe you are someone who works out like five days a week. Maybe this is you taking a time off from that as well. Whatever you need for your own body to like rest and feel good getting into the new year. I think this is the time to take it and do it. Yeah. Whenever, I don't know what happens to me when I step in my parents' home. I'm so tired. I sleep so much when I'm here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just like a comfort thing. I sleep so much. I turn into like a little couch potato. I will binge watch shows. And you know what? I just really, whenever I'm coming home to Colorado, I'm like, okay, this is my time to rest because I don't do that as much as I should in my normal life. So just ease into that and don't feel guilty. I'm like already looking forward to that really weird week between Christmas and New Year's where you're like, what is time? What, what is day space? of the week is it? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Lean into it. 100%. And just remember, this is supposed to be the most fun, happiest time of year. So whether you're single, married, with kids, whatever, just enjoy whatever season of life that you're in and just don't compare what you're doing to what everyone else is doing. Amen, sister. All right. Well, with that, we are going to get into this week's Ask Away. Let's do it. All right, everyone. It is time for Ask Away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. Um, So, Kate, can you let us know what's going on? Yeah. First of all, hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Kate and I'm from Washington, D.C. And I'm super excited to kind of be to be chatting with all of you. So something that is true of my experience as being a midsize curvier woman is this embedded belief that I have to work harder and be funnier, make more money, 
be more interesting and kind of try harder in most facets of my life in order to keep people around. And especially in dating, sometimes it feels like I have to, in order to have a shot at love, I have to bring more to the table than the next girl because of the way that I look. And I recognize that a lot of this is internalized fat phobia. And I do still carry a lot of privilege kind of in these spaces to begin with. And I've done a lot of work in therapy to quiet those voices um, and remind me that I'm worthy exactly as I am. Uh, and then recently I got ghosted by somebody that I had a really consistent and great connection with. And while I understand that those actions say a lot more about him than they do about me, and I do hope that he's able to kind of heal from whatever it is he must be going through, um, the voices that I've kind of worked so hard to quiet have come back even louder, right? Telling me that until I reach a certain aesthetic, no personality, no confidence, no uniqueness will ever be enough to kind of live a fulfilling life with somebody who loves me. And so my question for you guys is, how have you both settled into what I would call your inherent worthiness? Like, how have you been able to craft and then tap into this evergreen assertion that like, no matter what happens or doesn't, no matter who comes or who goes, no matter how much money you make or don't make, no matter how much you weigh, that you are enough exactly as you are. And how have you been able to maintain that belief in a society that tells us that it does matter how much we weigh and it does matter how much we make and it does matter if people stay or go and that that's some reflection um, of us and that that's going to be a factor that determines whether or not we're lovable. Oh, girl. I know. This is, oh, do you need to start your own podcast? I know. I was wondering that too. Listen, have me on whenever. I want to talk about this stuff forever. Let's do it. I mean, to be totally honest, I don't think anyone can ever reach that full point of like, okay, I'm worthy. I don't have to, I don't, I don't, I think that's for human beings. I kind of think that's a little bit impossible. And I think as you were sharing your experience, this was actually reminding me of a conversation that Christina and I had on an episode previously where if a guy would unmatch me or if a guy would stop talking to me or whatever, and it came out, especially in, in dating, because I think that's a space where you're really vulnerable and really open. Right. And I, I told, I was like, I automatically go to, he thinks I'm fat. He's not attracted to me. Yeah. It's like, I was creating that narrative in my head, which listen, I, I go back and forth because I think that like, it is hard because we are kind of pounded with that message, especially from men. I mean, you see posts on Instagram where men are just fat shaming women and it like makes me sick. And so there is still that, there is still some of those things that feed into that narrative. But I think I had to have that conversation with myself and say, I'm not going to allow that be my narrative. I'm choosing not to feed into that and say, oh, it's because he thinks I'm fat and is not attracted to me because I, looking at the facts, I will have no idea. I have no idea. And I will never know because you're you're never going to know. So th there's no point in creating this false story you're telling yourself and then that is going to feed into those other beliefs. And at the end of the day, just make you feel more shitty about yourself. And it is, uh, I think it is, it's just a hard, it's a hard thing because you are very vulnerable. And I think when you get ghosted or rejected or whatever by someone, I think our biggest insecurity kind of is the first thing that comes out. And yeah. for me, and it sounds like for you too, a little bit, it's probably those body insecurities. For sure. I mean, So you mentioned like choosing though, right? Like you said, oh, I'm just, I'm going to choose not to 
feed in to those kind of negative thoughts? Like, how do you just choose that? Like, I feel like that's something we throw around and we're like, you just have to be confident and you just have to believe in yourself. Like, are there tangible things that I can do? I mean, number one, it was just like, I think talking to Christina was a tangible thing. And she was like, wait, hold on. You can't, you don't know that. Did he tell you? I'm, I don't want to talk to you anymore because you're fat. No. So, but that is the truth that I was telling myself in my head. So I think that's a tangible thing that you can do is literally look at the facts. Did he, did he say, I don't want to be with you because you're fat or I don't think you're worthy of love. I don't want to love you because I think I'm not attracted to you. No. So you think you have to kind of look at, look at the actual facts and not let your mind just run rampant. And one thing was I, I didn't sit there and think like, oh yeah, he's right. Like no one's going to like me because I'm fat. Like I literally would journal free journal. And I would say, these are all of the amazing things about myself. And I believe that one day I'm going to find someone who loves me even at the size that I'm at right now. I believe that. And I'm putting that out there. And I think that's conversations with yourself, with your friends. And I know it sounds cheesy, but like just saying that stuff, it does, it does have an impact on you. Definitely. And also like, what you- shifting your focus as well and occupying your time with like other things that you enjoy doing. Um, for me, like Rayanne kind of said, your confidence like just ebbs and flows throughout your entire life, right? Like I can be like super confident in one area and I, or I can be confident in all areas, but then something might happen that like might mm. hurt that confidence for a little bit. So just knowing that that happens is okay. I think for me, what has helped me overall is not feeling like I need to be anyone other than who I am. Mm. Like I honestly have come to a point, and I think a lot of this has to do with how I was raised. And I'm very thankful that my parents, although albeit they have caused other insecurities with certain things, have truly made me feel like I could do anything or be anyone. And they always taught me like the most important thing that you can do for yourself is respect yourself. And I think mm-hmm. I really respect myself. And that is like something that is of utmost importance. And I feel like taking like the word respect and paying more attention to that, like you respect yourself so much that you don't want someone who all of a sudden just ghosted you in your life. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what his thoughts are because the fact that he had didn't have enough respect for you to do that, it, it, it who cares who he is? So I think that's the number one thing. And then I was just at the Lizzo concert, which was like the most motivational thing ever. Yes. And she kept saying like, <laughs> in a world like where you can be anyone, be your mother fucking self. And I yeah. think that is like the most important thing because you don't like everyone. Like, Kate, be real. You don't, there's people in your life you don't like. There's yeah, no. Your probably life you're not attracted to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the thing is, why should you expect everyone to like you? Why should you expect to be like funny enough for everyone or good looking enough for everyone or thin enough for everyone? Who the fuck cares? All that happens like that matters the most is that internal dialogue. And I feel like when you are so ruthlessly and authentically yourself and don't care if people don't like you, then like that confidence continues to grow and grow and grow. Because for me, like I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. That's okay. Like there's a lot of people where I'm like, dude, I don't want to hang out with them either. Do you know what I mean? So I think just being okay with that, 
being okay that you're not for everyone and that everyone's not for you. And when you be, start to become like more unapologetically yourself, I feel like that confidence continues to grow because then you know all the people who are around you are there because they love you for you, like the good, the bad, and everything in between. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like the the further I uh, come in my healing journey, the longer that I work on myself, anyone uh, who is playing games or not respecting me to the full extent that I know that I deserve to be respected, it doesn't just feel like something that's annoying. It actually feels like a threat to who I am. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely something that I'm working on. So I really appreciate that advice and that guidance. And I think too, when you talked about worthiness, I can't remember where I heard this, but I feel like a lot of times we have these expectations for ourselves. I need to make this much money before I'm worthy of, I know we're talking about love in this situation, before I'm worthy of love or relationship, yeah. or I need to, you know, lose weight in order to find a partner, all these things that we create. And then you think about like, let's look at your friendships. Would you ever, like, I would never think like, less of my friend or love her less if she didn't make as much money or if she gained 20 pounds or lost 20 pounds. Like we put these pressures on ourselves that are just so unrealistic. And I think it helps me to think like, hold on, I look like, look at my friend. I love her unconditionally, no matter what size, no matter what she's doing with as her job. And I think that's a good reminder of like, truly what value you bring we bring as human beings and the connection that we have with each other that is so outside of these tangible like money weight looks that that society puts on because think of like your most valuable friendship it doesn't matter what she looks like or what her job is it's how she makes you feel and as long as you feel confident in the, your relationships that you bring that to people and you foster those relationships, I think it gets easier and that confidence just grows. And, and hopefully as you're looking for a romantic partner, that will translate into that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also think it's really important to get down to like, what actually like makes you happy, right? And like, what really do you want in life? Because like, you know, it's easy to be like, I want a boyfriend or I want a husband or I want a big house or I want this and that, you know, like I want to make more money. I want that raise. And like, that's something like I had this list of things and I like specifically when it came to like, let's say finances, I was like, I have this monetary goal and like, I need to hit this goal. And then I was talking to someone else. They were talking about their finances and they're like, you know, like I, I, I realized that like, I actually don't care that much about that monetary goal because I've hit some of those goals and I wasn't really happier. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, like, I don't know why it kind of gave me the chills. And I was like, I'm hitting that goal. Like, am I actually happier? Am I yeah. actually happier? No, like if anything, it's taken me, it's taken time away from other things that are important to me to try and hit that goal. So like that extra amount of money, like, was that worth it? So I think like being ruthless, ruthlessly honest with yourself and like trying to get down to like what you actually want in life and why and working on that without all of the extra noise can help you as well yeah yeah and then i think that that also then molds who is allowed access into that experience mm -hmm. once you get really serious about like what it is that you love and what makes you happy and what you're passionate about only people who are there to support you and really kind of care about you kind of deserve that energy in their space so that makes a lot of sense to me and i'm sorry that you had to go through this relationship shift recently that really sucks i'm sorry you had to go through that and 
rejection is a redirection, mm-hmm. as our friend Lily says. She's a dating coach. And yeah, I think it's okay to just as right now, just like grieve that relationship and feel it. I think that is very necessary. And, you know, then when you're ready, pick yourself back up. And I can already tell just talking to you how confident and how sure you are of yourself. Mm-hmm. And someone as yeah. you're going to find someone who really values that and really sees that. And it's going to be so special. And I, when these things happen to you, I like to think about what did this person teach me? Yeah. It didn't end how I thought, but maybe he showed me that I'm worthy of a guy who sends me a good morning text or does X, Y, and Z that I didn't think was possible. I think people come into your life to show you things. And that's kind of a good way to find positive about the situation, but also move through it and be able to move forward. Absolutely. And let me tell you, the women in my life who have stepped up recently, and you you know, you two included, you guys took me literally into your arms and into your DMs immediately. <laughs> and it really, it, it is also illuminated to me just how supported and loved I am, um, and that that really is the standard and that I, there's nothing else lower than that that I can or should accept. So thank you both Amen so much. to that. Yes. Well, (laughs) Well, thank thank you you. so much, Kate. And if you ever start a podcast, let us know because I feel like you got some, you got away with words, girlfriend. I actually am working on it. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Trying to get into writing and podcasting and and things like that. But uh, (laughs) guys, so much for for just coming on and letting me chat a little bit. Of course. Thank you, Kate. Of course. Thank you guys. Good luck with everything. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 